Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Crippen Celebrity Line, happy to be joined by the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Chris Kerber. Kerbs, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing this afternoon? Doing awesome, BK. How are you? Uh, doing very well. Excited for this Avalanche versus Golden Knights game tonight. Looking forward to watching game two because game one was a complete mismatch. And I know the third period got a little weird with the nine-minute power play for Colorado, but... What was your reaction whenever you saw the way that Colorado made quick work of Vegas in the first game? Uh, you know what? I, I honestly, I thought that uh, I would not expect uh, the rest of the series to look like that. I thought Colorado was well-rested, well-coached, and I thought Vegas having to go seven games when they didn't anticipate doing that looked tired. And uh, I think the simple reason you could see that is when you see Vegas playing Robin Leonard instead of Marc-Andre Fleury, that was to rest Marc-Andre Fleury. Otherwise, there's no reason that Marc-Andre Fleury, unless he was hurt, shouldn't have been in the net. So I, I think I think Vegas was a bit of a tired group. And then, of course, things get out of hand. And, and when you give, and we saw it, when you give Colorado the power play, just get the goalie out of the way so he doesn't get hurt hmm. and drop the puck at center ice. When you... So let's say that this does end up going Colorado's way, though, Curbs. If they continue doing what they did in game one, and maybe not not to that degree, of course, does it change the way that you viewed that Blues loss to Colorado in the first round? No, I no, I, I know a lot of people look at sports that way, saying, well, we lost a team that won a championship, and I guess maybe that gives you some sources. I just, uh, unfortunately, we just, uh, with, with the injuries and then especially missing David Perron, you know, I, I just uh, we, we we were fighting with one arm tied behind our back. I think in that situation. So, no, I, I I still gave Colorado all the credit in the world for the sweep. They came out, they won, they, they won the key areas of, of the game, and and they never let up. I mean, they they and they got the kind of bounces you need to win championships. I'll go back to that play where uh, Graves comes sliding through on the wraparound by Mike Hoffman, right and and blocks it like those are those are championship style plays that when you go back and recap a series you're going to go that one kept us on top in the game that that kind of thing um the the Schwartz goal for example uh, against Winnipeg in game five with to to make it three to two with 15 seconds to go things like that that the Blues had in 2019 Colorado got in the first round and and they've continued to go so um I don't think it changed my view of it because I just don't think the Blues were a were loaded. I don't think the Blues were a full complement of players, and and I agree with what I mean. I think you guys had Brian Lawton on. Was it yesterday? Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with what he said. Uh, he, like, 
I, I think that when these teams are healthy, it's a lot closer than you may think. So let, let's talk about that a little bit, Curbs. We are officially in the off-season mode for the St. Louis Blues, and we've done a lot of breakdown on you know where the needs are, what Army can do, the flexibility that he has within the roster. As you now have had some time to assess what the team was this year and what they weren't, what do you think are the biggest things that Army needs to be looking at doing this offseason? What are, what are some of the positions, if you will, that, that deserve some attention? I think there's two factors, uh, two areas that I would look at. One is overall team attitude um, and characteristic of the team. I guess personality might be a, a different way to word it. And then the other one is positional. If, if I look at the personality and characteristic of the team, I, I think the team has lost some swagger, hasn't had the full swagger since they didn't re-sign Pat Maroon. Um, and, and, and to me, I think that's a factor. I think they tried to get some of that back with Kyle Clifford. And, and there's room for growth in that area. Uh, so, to me, it was and even and even though, even though they, you know, at the time that of that the pandemic was, uh, you know, that started at the time the season was shut down back in March of 2020, and the Blues were were top in, in the division. Yeah, they were rolling, but it still felt like they were missing just a little bit of that extra, extra swagger. And and maybe it would have come. Who knows? So to me, that's that's that that to me is is, is personality characteristic oriented. The, the one positionally to me I'm, I'm looking at is um, uh, I, I really am looking at left wing in the top two lines, whether that's Jaden Schwartz able to still fill it, um, whether it's Schwartz fill it for a year or two on, on a contract, you get him under contract too, and then you, uh, um, you know, and then he eventually slides down to the third line. Uh, but I just, I just look at this and I, and I, and I think that you didn't have a left wing all season long for Perron and, Ryan O'Reilly, and yet those two guys, Perron just over, O'Reilly just under a point per game. Uh, I, I think top six left wing is, is an absolute need because I don't necessarily see who's going to fill that from the inside, to be honest with you. I don't know who gets promoted to that spot and, and, and who takes it over. So to me, I think that's a big area. So let's start with that left wing, and then I wanted to ask you about that swagger point as well after this. Um, we've been talking so much about Gabriel Landeskog, who seems to make all the sense in the world if he ends up not ret- being retained by the Colorado Avalanche. Obviously, that's a huge if. They, they very well could just re-sign their captain. That would make all the sense in the world for them. First of all, how do you feel like he would be as a fit here in St. Louis? And if not Landeskog, Curbs, are there any other names out there that you could see, whether it be via free agency or trade, that makes sense to fill that? Yeah, I haven't jumped too deep into those lists, to be honest with you. But, look, I, I would agree with you. 28 years of age, Landis Cog with Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron probably have uh, put, put you in a great line and probably one of the most conscientious lines that you've got in, in the National Hockey League. I'd, I'd love to see that. Um, you know, but that said, I think people have to remember that Colorado has a good amount of cap space, you know, so from a cap standpoint, there may be no team that's better off in terms of already being good and having some cap space to manage some things uh, over the next couple of years while this cap stays fairly flat. So I, right now, I fully anticipate Colorado re-signing Landis Cog. I'd I'd be surprised if that doesn't happen. I mean, he's just the perfect fit. I, I don't see that as a if he was 30, 31 years of age, you're thinking it a different, but I, I just don't, I don't necessarily see that one logically. I, I'm going to throw kind of a, a total insane thing at you. Like to me, to me, I don't know, you know, like, like a Matthew Kachuk in Calgary, what direction are the Calgary flames going? Right. Matthew has one more year left on a contract. 
Then he has to sign a one-year contract before he becomes a, an, unrest- an unrestricted free agent. Depending on how things go over the next 12 months with the Calgary Flames and Matthew Kachuk, that could dictate whether or not he decides to sign an extension and stay some of his early years of free agency in Calgary, or if he explores a market, maybe comes back to the States, even back to St. Louis. So to me, something like that is uh, becomes an intriguing hockey trade caliber thing. And I know Brandon Saad's name comes, comes up. Brandon Saad, third line to, to second line, depending on how deep the team is going and, and can be effective, but I'm not, I'm not putting Brandon Saad necessarily on, on the top line. So I would, uh, there's definitely some options out there, but but uh, I, I just I don't know, Brandon. My my gut tells me that that there's that this team is ripe and prime for a hockey trade. Another, and it's not a fleecing trade. It's not it's not we're going to give up some guys that aren't going anywhere for Ryan O'Reilly. You may have to give up somebody, you know, to to, to get something. And and I'll use this as an example. Like who who your top two? Who are your centerman going to be? All right. You were hoping this year that Robert Thomas would step into the top six role. That didn't happen. Well, part of the reason that didn't happen is Braden Shen is that still that good as a centerman, and he's better as a centerman. So do you have a role for Robert Thomas? Or, or is, is he in a perfect role right now as your third-line center with O'Reilly and Shen, right? And then eventually you'll see Shen and, and Thomas kind of flip-flop as you get another couple of years in the Shen's contract. So do you end up using some of your depth on, on wing to, to make a trade for that? Like, to me, Putting that all together, just we seem prime for a hockey trade. It makes all the sense in the world to me as well, Curbs, timeline-wise, right? As much as I love Robert Thomas, and I think he can be a really good player in this league, he's 21 years old, and the Blues are kind of at the back end now of that five-year window that they've talked so much about. So if it would require uh, sending a guy that's going to be a stud in the future for somebody that is a stud in the here and now, for this team on the timeline that they're on right now, it, it makes some sense to consider something like that. I think that's why no matter who it is, except for, in, in, in my opinion, except for Colton Pareko and Ryan O'Reilly and Jordan Bennington, right? I think anybody, you have to listen to any offer, any opportunity that's out there, and at least see what could be going on. See what your opportunities are, because you're right. You've got to, you, you're, you want to stay in that window while you're at that core group of O'Reilly, Perron, Shen, Falk, Krug, Pareko, Bennington are in their primes, right? And and five years from now, that's not going to be the case. Four years from now, that's not going to be the case. If there's a deal where, yes, you might be giving up somebody that's good, somebody that's going to become really good, but you're giving that person up to get somebody that you know is going to help you right now compete in the arms race of the West and stay within that window – I have no problem taking that chance now because we saw, we, we've seen how long it can take you to build to get into that window, right? So to me, I think you have to live aggressively now and, and maybe more aggressively this year than, than you've been in the last couple. So one other question that I had for you, Curbs, we're talking to Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN. Seth Jones was a name that yesterday we heard from Brian Lawton as well. He said that's kind of the, if you're looking for defensemen, he's the top guy that's going to potentially be available this offseason. He's going into the final year of his deal with Columbus. He's going to be 27 years old next year. Does it make sense for the blues to make a deal like that for a right-handed defenseman or is that a situation where if you're going to add a defenseman to this club, it needs to be on the left side and maybe for a second, second defensive pairing. 
To me, it depends on how the coaches want to run the quarterback. You've got a right-handed shooting defenseman that's really good on the power play at Justin Falk, you know, and you've already got him under contract for the next six years. So, you know, to me, I'm not sure. Like, would you, would anybody like to have Seth Jones at 27? Absolutely, right? Are you going to give up the prospects and, and the assets you need to get him? I don't know that that's where the best move for the St. Louis Blues is because I think defensively you, you're going to be just fine. I, I think I think with Falk, with Krug, with Pareko, with Mikola, Bortuzzo, Perunovic comes in, and I'm assuming maybe a Seattle takes a Vince Dunn. Otherwise, you've got Vince Dunn, right? I think defensively you're, you're going to be fine. Uh, I, I think you, if, you, if you're going to take your assets and do something with it, to me, I'm looking for a, a, a top-line winger. And, and that, to me, is the biggest hole you've got. Because, I, 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 again, healthy. Again, healthy. I will take this Blues, to, and especially Crew going into his second season, right, what we saw from Justin Falk. Perunovic is going to be a player in the National Hockey League. I really do believe that, right? The growth of Nico Mikola put a little meat, you know, and some man strength onto him. I think the Blues are going to be just fine defensively. Final question for you, Curbs. You mentioned the swagger that the Blues have been missing basically since that 2019 run to the Cup with uh, Pat Maroon bringing that to the team. Are there any players that could be available that are available that you think makes sense to bring that back to the St. Louis Blues? Yeah, that's another one where I'd have to go through the list. I think they looked at uh, Kyle Clifford to bring some of that, and at times you saw it, at times you didn't. Uh, I, I think, you know, to... To me, you want to find somebody where if, if it is the gloves needing to be dropped, if it is that extra banging around, I just, you know, I, I want to rely a little bit more on Braden Shen on the offensive side of things, but I think it's just in his DNA to play that role, right? Like, like we saw him do. And, and, and I thought he, he was terrific at it this year. I just, it doesn't have to be a top, uh, it, it doesn't have to be a top six guy, Brandon. It's just got to be a guy with a little more heart and a little more fire in the belly. Um, just when, when we talk about having lost, whether it be for the season or careers, Steen, um, you know, Sunquist, guys like that, you lost guys whose compete level, Alex Petrangelo, Carl Gunnarsson, you lost guys whose compete level was at a high level. They competed at a high level. We didn't have enough guys in that middle range competing at a high enough level. So to me, that's, that's the, that's the personality character factor. If I'm looking at somebody, I'm, I'm finding somebody to play for Craig Ruby that's, that's going to compete. He's Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues. Give him a follow on Twitter, at his name, at Chris Kerber. Kerbs, we always enjoy these conversations, man. All the best to you as you continue to enjoy your offseason. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Brandon. Have an awesome week. With Black Friday savings at the Home Depot, you can get top brand laundry sets with the latest tech to tackle any mess you might face this holiday, like automatic fabric and load size detection for spills of any size, from cookies and milk on your favorite holiday sweater, to the toddler of the house discovering just how fun cranberry sauce can be. Make more magic this holiday season. Let your new appliances handle the mess. Shop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off, plus instantly save up to $750 on select LG laundry sets at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through 30th. U.S. only. See store or online for details.